I once asked a human adult if they needed Wawa because that's what I call it to my dog. And while I was on tour, I kept being like, Wawa, Wayne, Wawa. And he'd be like, and I asked a human adult if they want Wawa. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Sven, and today I'm with Kenna May, and today we're going to be talking about her song, Nobody's Dream Girl, and it's off her album, Still Asleep. You may know Kenna from the following bands, The Flower Jacks, Wagon Fire, uh, Kenna May as herself, solo. Um, and actually, this is where I first saw you was uh, with May in the Dark Days, cool. um, Dolly Pop, uh, Sharp Dirt, and the Impalas, and Relevator, which is your current band. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Kenna, welcome Hello. to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. Why don't we just go ahead and listen to your song, and then we'll just kind of break it down and talk all about it and where it came from and all that other fun stuff. Cool, so, cool, cool. here we go. Do they wake up? Would you mind 
sleeping here next to me Happy train don't give a shit about discreet Sorry, darling. What could you expect? You don't let down with a song, rather, you don't let a good feeling play dead. So, all your soft, sweet sounds live on between my fingers and my friends. Hop a train and come lay down in my bed. So, let's see. So, uh, this is kind of a question that I like to just kind of ask everyone. So, do you usually start out with words, or do you start out with something on the guitar, or do you have like a melody you've been humming? And Usually, oh man, that's hard. It kind of varies for a song. Like, sometimes a chunk of what's usually the chorus, or what I think is going to end up the chorus, like a catchy thing will happen in my head. And it's usually like when I'm driving, or when I'm alone, mm. or like when I'm walking Wayne. Wayne. My dog Wayne. Yeah. My peppers. I'll like feel like I need to write, so I'll grab my guitar if, if I have it, if I'm home, and if no one's home, I'll, I'll write. But And then it just sort of comes out of my, my face hole. And then, cool. And then uh, that's the best place yeah. for songs to come out yeah, of, by the way. Face hole, yeah. <laughs> face hole. <laughs> it's the ideal place for it uh, to fall out of. And and with this song, was that like, was there a particular melody that just kind of popped into your head? Yeah. And, the like, um, yeah, this song was one that I definitely was feeling really good and positive and just really content with the changes in my life. And I sat down, and it sort of just kind of came out. One after the other. I think I wrote this song in probably an afternoon, probably Excellent. an hour or so. Yeah. And then, you know, fine-tuned it, you know, made different sections, combined different lines than I did when I free-wrote it, you know? Yeah. But definitely wrote it all in, in an afternoon, probably. Even when you write something, I guess, more 
along the positive lines, it still feels tainted with a little bit of sadness or, or regret. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just looking at some of the lyrics in here and it's like, it, it, I mean, there's so many ways to interpret kind mm-hmm. of the relationship that of this person that you refer to that, you know, that you can't remember the color of their eyes. But <laughs> yeah, but the, the line that you repeat is, but I'm nobody's dream girl. And if I am, they're still asleep. Yeah. And do you feel is is that kind of just a statement of what how you feel about I don't know it's, it, the way I see it is like it it feels like you maybe don't believe yourself that you're worth to be somebody's dream girl or um, I mean I don't mean to I mean, dig I think there's deep this early but oh no yeah. it's it's let's just jump in I think that okay there's so much and in, in that in that one line to me the person that I wrote this song about left me feeling really validated that line um nobody's dream girl and if I am they're still asleep means to me a lot is is more about freedom I think to me than anything mm-hmm. and kind of understanding and accepting my polyamorous tendencies or understanding of myself now and a different lens to view my sexuality through and my sense of self through and that I've always categorized how happy I am by how what kind of relationship I'm in or the healthy bits of that relationship what feels healthy and like really defined myself by that and how define myself by my ability to make someone else happy and I think that line is is more about freedom from that expectation of like Uh I don't have to I can like have validating wonderful safe beautiful sex with people and not be expected to be their answer to happiness I feel like a lot of people my age understand that as women we're raised to believe that we can find our happiness in being the answer to to someone's needs like and the thing that makes them happy and the thing that they take care of and like we're raised to believe that we are a thing in a lot of ways and and that experience kind of freed me from finally kind of freed me of that final little sort of weight i guess i guess i didn't i miss well uh, well i'm up to my own interpretations but i i but with through that new lens that and if I am, they're still asleep. So it's yeah. like they haven't gotten the message yet or yeah. they haven't figured it out or they haven't woken up in their own existence that yeah, totally. this is, you know, that they don't need to rely on someone for their own happiness kind of thing. So by putting someone as a dream girl, you're fooling yourself in a way. Yeah. 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 You're playing into oh. this, uh, this game that's, that's not really going to make us happy in the end. Very. So the, the the next line makes more sense in that context too. I think I don't want my love on their knees. I'd rather bring them to their feet. Uh, yeah. And I don't mean that yeah. in a way that's like I want to be the thing that makes you stronger or happier. It's like I want to meet you on your feet. I want to meet you when you've picked yourself up, and because that's uh, what I'm I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do that like, for myself. Meet them eye to eye rather yeah. than like this certain higher lower yeah standard mm-hmm. oh wow without hierarchy in the in the i like that that's what i desire i love when it's like i had certain things that i was thinking about and then as it kind of rolls out into some of the things that you were writing about and what your intentions for the words were i'm like oh well that's oh so that's what that yeah <laughs> And I love that. I love that. You know, now, do you usually write based on some kind of imagery that 
actually happened or do you sometimes like uh, did you actually have this recollection where you're like i don't remember the color of your eyes but i remember like just yeah like, having that overall yeah. impression yeah. and so so it is of of a specific event yeah like you could take a picture of it and be like that's it okay like i wrote that song like you know probably 10 minutes after walking that person to their home that Uh they were staying at like i just came back and i was like yeah this is great yeah write this this is what's happening in my head was this person a distance away from you like are they were they they were just visiting and they they went back Uh, to their their homes what was your original um because that's what i do like about music so much is that yeah thinking about the way i write i now listen to other people and the way that they write and i listen to their songs as a songwriter and not as a listener i listen to it like well what were they actually thinking What what do those words mean to maybe this this kind of person or, or me as a kind of person like what would that mean what would ha- be happening to me if yeah. i wrote those words i try to think about things in those contexts yeah I'm curious what you what you think well it's interesting so the i don't remember the color of your eyes all i remember is thinking they look awful nice and like i had this impression of like this was i don't know like for me it would have been you know somebody i remembered from high school mm. you know and like that kind of missed connection i just kind of remember this person and feeling there could have been a really good connection and there could have been a really substantial great relationship yeah that was my start of how i interpret it is that there was already that sense of disconnect where it was like at this point i'm i'm only asking to reconnect with that person i've never actually reconnected with them so mm-hmm. it that was kind of the part of my impression with it especially you know the whole hop hop a train and come you know and see me and like let's connect back that way mm-hmm. but the whole bout uh, about me just dying to show you who i am mm-hmm. it's like i'm not that same person so it, in some yeah. ways it's it, the funny thing is, is that whenever you start interpreting something, since it is based upon your own point of view, it's like the words that you wrote, somehow the way that I'm relaying them back to you tells you more about me yeah. than it does about you. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> and I mean, it is, it is really neat. As I said, it was like this this longing feeling always like of just missing someone. So how did how did this this phrase um, you don't lay down with a songwriter, they won't let a good feeling play dead. So all your sweet soft sounds live on between my fingers and frets. Mm-hmm. What were what were you thinking about that when you? when you wrote that it just i i've asked the question but i'm gonna throw in my my little brain brain nuggets here i always thought that being being close to or being in a relationship with someone who writes music can be kind of a dangerous endeavor definitely because it it sticks it's like (laughs) it's it's like if they piss if you piss them off it's like (laughs) You're going down. You're like, yeah, you're, you're going uh, don't down. worry. I'm going to write Lyrically, a song about you yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. will remember you forever. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you, you can write things down in a journal, but it won't have that like lasting power mm. of of what sticks with a song. And, you know, because there's I always wonder about the person that somebody writes a really 
vengeful. Yes, yeah, it was a spiteful <laughs> song yeah. about, you know, it's like, because I think most people, even so, still have a modicum of, like, holding back. So mm-hmm. it's like, if it's a really terrible song, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what is it they're not saying? So, but anyway, that was that was my thought of, of when it was saying, like, that hit me of, of that, like, that risk that you're taking by allowing somebody that's a songwriter into your um, heart, into your life heart. (laughs) Yes. And, and making yourself be vulnerable. I think this, the, the one thing that's can be comforting to those trying to date songwriters or be with songwriters or whatever Uh um, is the ambiguity of writing of, of the understanding of what those words mean. Cause it's all in the context of your own life. So I have written songs about many people, you know, Sven, and I'm sure you don't know that those songs are about that person. That's probably true. But I, I think the rule should just come down to, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't you be know, a dick. Don't be a dick. I got I some mean, power. You don't have don't to worry. I mean, <laughs> even if the even if you don't have that power, it's just yeah. like just don't be a dick. Yeah, you know. Truly. Anyway, truly. Be kind. Be kind. <laughs> yes, be kind. Yeah. So I guess I want to ask: Did did this person ever come back to see? Did they ever hop on a train <laughs> and come back to see you? Um. No. 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 But um, I have seen them since. It's not as. Recently, I within this year, I started telling people when I had written songs for them oh. and sharing it with them. Um, and I've shared this this song with this person, and, and they're very flattered and touched. And nice. um, they like needed it at the time when I saw them. They they needed yeah. someone to tell them. I feel mm. I feel maybe I'm projecting and putting too much self importance on it, but it makes me feel better as someone who writes songs very quickly about experiences and people and feels the urge to share it immediately so it's like you know it puts me in a weird position of being like the crazy lunatic who's like you know right like in love with you in 24 hours but i did also write a song recently about how i fall in love in an hour or less that's just how i am and not to be worded out and it'll pass and maybe it won't if it's cool is it is there a song that that you reflect back on in uh, in your is is catalog the right word but in in your in your Repertoire? Yeah, your repertoire. That's a great... Yes. So, (laughs) in your repertoire of songs, is there there a song that you look back on and you you really regret? Maybe that's... I don't know Um, if that's a good question or not, but I'm just like... No, I think it's a good question. You know? I think there are... There are definitely things that I regret. Earlier you asked about if I write things like as as a completely false narrative, or not false narrative, but generated narrative, and I and I don't. I only write from real things that happen. There's only been a few outlier tunes from years ago that I wrote um, based on just an idea of something happening. So everything that I write and everything that I've played and shared has been something that actually happened in my life or something that I'm currently feeling or whatever. So I regret actual things. I don't necessarily ever regret sharing it with people, but I regret some of the sadnesses or... Mm decisions that were made in sadness and, and in pain simply out of not being educated to to more options but not so much about like sharing the songs because i've i have written one or two of those spiteful styled songs and that's been very cathartic so yeah <laughs> but but you haven't that those haven't been the ones that you've you've probably shared in a in a warm way to to that person no. or do they know no 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 they do know yeah they both know. 
they both know, but neither of them fully got it, which is oh. also another thing about communicating through through singing and songwriting is that it's like sometimes people don't because mm-hmm. it's open to so much interpretation. Sometimes it's better just to use your adult words and, and say what you right. mean, how you feel. You just got back from doing a and just I. Mm, sort of it's just. been a month, month maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, since time flies, I just figured. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, how was that? How was that trip? Just it was awesome. touring around and seeing all these different places and and performing. And how many how many performances did you have during that whole time? Um, six or seven. Seven. Nice. I think twenty-one days, seven shows. There's a few people that I look at, and this is just my assessment, not necessarily the truth or the real thing, but how do I even say this? Like, performing is seems like a very natural thing for you, and I don't know if that's something that you've perfected or it was just you're like, this makes the most sense to me, and so I just do it. Kind of, I think more of the latter. It's not really something that I, um, I don't know, I just don't really think about it. I'm just comfortable doing that and I like to do it. I think I think about how can I do it more all the time. So Oh. I'm comfortable. It feels like feels like the only thing I'm like I'm not good at committing and like learning like new skills. Like if it if it is exciting to me, I will I will and I won't have to think about it because it's like, oh, this is exciting. Mm. I'm doing this. And singing and performing are um those are things that I've just never had to Hmm. consider do i do this or do i not it's just been something that i've done you know i don't know when you sing it does actually feel like you have this huge room i i'm just thinking in terms of the way that you're able to use your voice it's just this big you can be a tiny mouse in the room or you can be like (laughs) the entire room you can fill the entire room and that's just you don't see a lot of there's there's people that i see that are like their style of singing is this straightforward like they're either they're always big or they're always mousy you know Mm -hmm. um and and that's fine and it's Mm -hmm. and it's perfect for their style and and what they do but i it just i've personally really admired like your comfort on the stage it seems like it's a very natural thing for you which i you know we've already you've already stated that if you, you know that's the thing that you and and it's always felt right to you Who did the accordion on this one? Emily. 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 Oh. Who you just talked to. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It sounds like there's, it's just an acoustic and, and, uh, yeah, it's just an acoustic guitar, um, the accordion, Emily singing harmony on the, on the verse or on the choruses. How long were you working on this album? Um, I recorded this with Sam Payne in Urbana over the course of a couple of, couple of weekends a few hours at a time right before i left for tour mm. so i was sewing my cd sleeves and like printing patches and and recording with sam and then like hustling at 
at work and bartending and 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 all spare time like listening to the cuts we'd made and like trying to make decisions on what to do so it was a really straightforward recording process of just trying to play uh, in the deaden the sound as much as possible and like get a good live take i love working with sam he's really i've known him for years so it's Mm -hmm. like a really comfortable dynamic and he's really open to to exploring you know different different things we um recorded the last track the mantra at the channing murray in the chapel which is really beautiful with paul koheimer and ben jocelyn came out and like made some sounds we were all making sounds and humming and and stomping and it was just a really beautiful time so i I loved recording with sam and uh yeah it was interesting like i wasn't picturing which song it is but after you said like the the stomping because that's that's almost that's like this acapella yeah and just just like your voice there's a lot of people that can just write things that it's because they're, they've imagined mm-hmm. that's what it would be like and that does make me think that's why your music sounds so honest is because that's what it is yeah it's a specific event and it's a specific recollection it's pretty much everyone's my therapist. I need to talk about stuff and I can't really talk unless I'm writing or unless I'm singing, really. I feel like that's when I'm being the most honest, when I'm like able to not be afraid of being vulnerable. And that feels natural. That's not something I have to like psych myself up into. It's just like when I'm playing and singing and there are people there or not, like that's when I am able to speak what I really mean. And a lot of times I don't really even know what I mean. Like I write songs and then it's weeks later when the thing is that's happening that it's actually word for word verbatim applicable to the lesson I needed to learn. Kind of teach myself without knowing it. I like predict the fuck up I'm gonna make uh-huh. and then late weeks later I'm rehearsing and I'm teaching the band that song and I'm like oh and I'm hit by it again like I was when I wrote it because hmm. I actually can like made that mistake and like it's fully sunk in in that moment that I made that mistake and I wrote this song before I made the mistake and like I should have known because I already wrote the song so hmm. why you know and then I write a song that's like I'm learning from that, you know, and then I do that again. It's an endless cycle. Oh, I mean, so I'm predicting my own fuckery and then hurting <laughs> over that fuckery and then doing it again. <laughs> well, it, it it almost sounds like you get a two for one song, right? Like one song, yeah. you know, allows you to write another one. As, yeah. yeah, not to not to to make fun of the process, no, but no. it just. The, the way you said that where you're like and then i do a follow-up song where i talk about how i learned from that yeah. thing and i never mean to it's just i usually like ne- feel a need to write and i write and then i understand what i was trying to tell myself later but i did sort of kind of reach that place of sort of being in the in the ether of, of some kind of being in the in-between of where i'm not latched into this reality and into this body but i'm thinking in this exploring this this like yesteryear space in my head to to write this song exploring those feelings that aren't uh in my body or in the now per se Mm. that is something talking about writing with intention and and writing with narrative intention or with cathartic intention sort of is how i categorize the way that i write on accident almost is cathartic intention of like i need to write and I'm just free verse writing and crying. And that's mm-hmm. how I write a lot. And Nobody's Dream Girl, I got to write with that free verse cathartic feeling, but also with the intention of trying to thank a specific person 
for sharing themselves with me because they validated me and and showed me another way to love myself and another level of accepting myself and it was growth that I really needed to be taught in that specific way and viewing songwriting and accepting my heart and the way that it falls in love so quick and 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 seeks pleasure so so frequently through many many ways and many things and um, many expressions and um, accepting that about myself and being okay with that and that I can learn from all these people and meet beautiful souls in in, in intimate ways and not hate myself for it um, and feel free in that and also feel free to not do things like the I think we do a lot of things we don't want to do out of social pressure, whether it's just like hanging out when you want to be alone or go, whatever it is that you're like choosing out of a performative culture, choosing out of a performative like social pressure. That song kind of allowed me to free myself of those things, of, of defining myself on someone else's opinion of me and, and the, that validation. It kind of getting this one specific type of validation from this really great person allowed me to look at things in a different lens and and specifically try and thank them with the one thing that I think I do really well which is to write songs and communicate that way honestly and um so I wrote that song with intention which is something that I don't often do you know I have like a lot of self-hate like I think a lot of artists do and that's something I'm trying to put down and the way that I've been writing for so long, I get I got so much positive reinforcement for, you know, just sort of bleeding out in front of people, uh-huh. and realizing that like I can do that and I can share that intimately with people, but I also can protect myself um, from that and and listen to myself and trust myself and try and learn about myself in a way that isn't. Um, just going out to see how hard I can get burned and hurt and then write about it. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support Jubilee Cafe. Jubilee Cafe is a free weekly meal program at Community United Church of Christ, 805 South 6th Street in Champaign, Illinois. Jubilee Cafe serves a home-cooked meal from 5 to 6.30 each Monday. Their mission is to feed hungry people by cooking healthy, delicious meals and by serving their guests restaurant-style with servers waiting on tables. Jubilee Cafe is open to anyone who cares to eat with them. Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening. Located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Yeah, let's just talk about the scene. Like, yeah. So, like, if someone was like, 
while you were on tour and they're like so where are you from and well how's the music scene there i mean yeah that actually you... happened a couple oh. times sure people ask me what the scene was like here i kind of describe it um and i kind of separate it by genre because i do feel like it is kind of that's one thing that i don't love about our scene is that i hate to start with something that i don't love about it but go for it's it the first thing that i think of um right now is that I don't love how we kind of divide it by genre. I think I feel that way in about a lot of things in my life just in general right now of I just don't like why separate everything like I love a lot of different things and I feel like there's a lot of there's a, a bit of exclusivity to certain scenes, the little sub scenes within our scene like that I don't know about yeah. like I hear about a band that that on I think on Instagram today i don't remember it was like a kind of like a poppy punk band and i was like this is fucking great i love this and like and realized that they were from here and had been based out of here in in champagne or been mm. for a while and i don't remember their name right now because that's my brain i never remember i just i just wanted to be like having known about this band i feel like there's so mm. much going on in our yeah. community that i don't know about and part of that is is my own desire to be able to write without accidentally referencing someone that i don't know huh. yet and like that's part of the reason i don't listen to a lot of music actually is that i I'll, I'll find one thing that like i really latch onto and i'll listen to that for a year and then i won't listen to it for a while but i write in such a subconscious way a lot of times that it's i've definitely directly referenced a song later so then i sort of like don't listen to things so that i don't uh, rip it off or, or whatever on accident so i try oh. not to but that's okay. the one thing that i love about that i love and wish would change a little bit about this scene is that that was a little bit more accessible the sub scenes within our community right or even even have more shows where it was like genre mixed i went to this house show when i was living in new orleans once that was it was the best biked there in the rain was super lost confused i got there a little early and the first thing that happened was like someone offered me some of their like cashews they just had this like bag of cashews from the co-op and they were like or the health food store uh -huh. there and they were like you want some cashews and i was like oh sure and i and i show up and it's this basement like punk show house show i'd gotten the impression from a lot of my friends who had invited me that it was, you know, kind of a dirty scene and like, you know, like bring your fifth and like not a lot of sharing and like all these things like, mm. and it was like, okay, weird, but cool. And I show up and it's the absolute opposite of that. And people like brought a bunch of food and like cheese plates and crackers and mm. beer and weed and yeah. all the things you want at a house show party. And then this, the music that was being performed was really off the wall and like really intentional and expressive and weird and like not refined and, and everyone in the room was avid and attentive and like so supportive and there was no judgment and there was no exclusivity feeling at all people wanted to meet each other like they were hmm. wanting to welcome like i didn't know anybody there it was within the first year uh, being down there and I and I didn't know anybody and because my friend turned out like he couldn't come and I went anyways and yeah. felt brave and went and met all these really amazing people and um, they were so welcoming and I don't think that that's something that that we kind of lack here too is like within that idea of having a less hmm. exclusive scene like having a scene that's more tangible 
to everyone because I think the whole things that we want in community is is to have community and to have a educated understanding loving community and I think a way to do that is to have shows and show spaces and art spaces that allow you to meet someone that you wouldn't meet and talk about something that you don't always get to talk about and I think music is the way to do that would you say that the the wellness house is is would you are you hoping to make that more of a venue yeah I think as long as I am living there I would really love it to be a venue um I don't know if I'm going to be living there next year but as long as I'm there I want to have um shows once 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 a month with a less um restricted idea of of what it means to be a show space and and what kind of what kind of music and performance we feature i i I guess i was just thinking when when you were saying your your experience at this house party in in new orleans that you know that they brought food and i noticed that that was that's like something that a lot of that the our our venues don't necessarily have this there's going to be food and then there's going to be music I mean, it sounds like having that kind of an environment where there's there's food involved and an open and joining, I guess, function of, mm-hmm. of food is it, it, like, I was wondering if that was something that you were trying to kind of recreate from that uh, experience in New yeah, Orleans, if that's, I think you know, definitely. but yeah, when, when you had your tour send off at the w- uh, wellness house, that was really cool. Having some, yeah, having some nosh and then, and then hearing some tunes and yeah. sending you on your way. That was, that was yeah, really cool. That was really special. I posted a picture of that on my Instagram. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I remember, you know, <laughs> I use pushing filters. the heart. Push, uh-huh. I pushed the heart. I liked that post. I specifically uh, remember. Is there is there a particular? Okay, you could say either DIY or you could or well, and you could also say like a more um, public venue. Do you have a favorite like public venue and then a favorite DIY? Oh, that's so hard. I love the Loose Cobra. You know, I yes. love the Loose Cobra. And then for DIY, or do you have another like public? I call it public, but it's like a a business uh, venue. I haven't played a lot of um, places. I guess I've played the same places over and over a lot. I've kind of done that to myself mm. a little bit. But one event I really, really love in general is Hog Shoot, and uh, the, yeah. the the offshoot Hog Shoots are really always really great bands that I love, and it's always my favorite people at those shows. So yeah. it's just like the most family feeling members of the music community are always there and i love it so the hog shoot offshoots and hog shoot um festival in general those are my Hmm. probably my favorite because the calyx center i guess that would count as my answer as my non my non-traditional venue because it's just so neat like up on those rafters and looking down and all the guys like brad olsen and dave pride and yeah like countless like people that do so much work and just make it so yeah beautiful playing on the roof of that house playing in the in the barn i don't know just Again, just like the best music family members out there. I want to say one thing specifically about Hogshoot. In the interest of, of Hogshoot, 
Um, this is definitely like we need to get Coulter Wall, Saskatchewan Canadian musician, to the Calix Center for Hog Shoot. And this is me. I've been asking and telling the boys, Dave Pride and Clax and um, Brad, and that we need to get Coulter Wall. But mainly the PSA I want to put out there is like Coulter Wall, come come to the Hog Shoot. It's a beer drinking, drug doing, sober. If you want to be yeah. bonfire all love great space i had the literal best time last time yeah the literal now, it, best time if you've listened to our episode i actually interviewed you about the loch ness monster yes Do you remember yes you did yes you <laughs> that's did. right so but anyway yeah it that's just the kind of attitude and like i, I mean I, I think there may have been like one person that was like Mm, I don't feel like being interviewed, but that was just because that was their own space that they wanted to yeah. just chill. But everybody else was just like open and warm and yeah, happy. And like, it is place. everybody that really likes everybody else. I don't know. Yeah. It's like everybody's the best so open. bands and the best audience members hang out. Yeah. Like truly. Yeah. Cause it's just so, it's so great. Everyone is paying attention and and excited for you to share what you're doing musically and excited to talk to you and hang out with you afterwards and excited to run over to the next stage and see who's playing over there and excited to talk about the sound and like how it looks and like the sun Mm. and like just the trees and and whatever like everyone's just so excited to be together and it's like it's one of the sickest best most positive community spaces i think yeah and and there's usually puppies and oh my gosh and there's stuff. puppies and i gotta bring my dog and it's the best yeah. time champagne is also a band podcast is proud to support exile on main street exile on main street located in the old train station building at 100 north chestnut street in downtown champagne has been helping to build record collections since 2004 carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old-school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week, they can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Kenna, what yeah. is your favorite non-musical thing? My favorite non-musical thing is... Uh, it's right now, it's a tie between octopi but it's not really octopi it's octopuses mm-hmm. um just to say that also and tiny homes oh the building tiny of tiny homes and mobile homes those I are my see. two obsessions right now oh can i do it can i be like but why but why octopi <laughs> Um, because octopuses are amazing. They're super intelligent. I think they're the closest thing to uh, alien life that we're going to get to, that mm. we can potentially interview and understand and communicate with. Um, and they can communicate with us and they observe us and mm. they 
have facial recognition and understand like specific personalities like tied to specific um, you know faces of their, their their caretakers and research facilities and things like that and they're really interesting and they are hilarious and kind of spiteful and incredibly intelligent and have body awareness and have community and are definitely going to go extinct in in the sad shape of mm. our oceans and i think i read recently that i'm probably totally misquoting but it's like something to do with the gestation period and their way octopuses mate and their traveling habits how long it takes for them to grow and in, in in the water temperatures and all these variables and things and different kinds of octopuses have different gestation periods and but essentially with the changes in climate in our oceans mm. It's throwing off their gestation periods and where they travel to and where they go. And so in a certain number of years that I don't remember, we're going to lose uh, a certain kind of octopuses. And I don't and I don't remember. It's been a minute since I read that book. But I think about huh. octopuses a lot um, and deep sea creatures. And anytime I'm stoned and drawing or daydreaming, I put on I've seen like every documentary that I could on. Mm. So if anyone knows any good um Octo- octopus documentaries or, or cephalopod in general documentaries i will there's a podcast called ologies i love ologies oh Ellie good Ward is oh, good. my ugh, oh she's yeah like my best friend and she doesn't know it i absolutely I love know. Ologies. i just listened to the sea turtle one and learned that weird thing about sea turtle penises and i'm like what is happening it's crazy the the crow thanatology would I, I, no oh, is that the right um, one where it's like the crow funerals yes that, that was yes. i think the last oh, one that i heard that one was but. really really good i've been listening to those like binge listening to ologies lately it's it's yeah. i've seen i love i love them i love it i love ologies ali ward is but it, so great asks what is her thing uh, as smart people dumb stupid questions, questions. Yeah, yeah i love it i love it but also like we're not stupid but we just don't know but yeah but yeah. I think she says it in that in that taste of like it's okay to be stupid. Yeah, because well, you can't know everything. That was one 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 thing that she said that I just love. I think that podcast yeah. is super empowering. I love it. And I actually love the the pacing on it, like uh, the yeah. way that she she lays out the information when she does the aside notes yes. and like voiceovers. Anyway, but yeah. no, I was just thinking of of when they were talking about the the squid squid person Sarah Sarah Mac attack or something like. Oh, I don't is know that right? Listen no, to maybe I said the wrong person. Have but, listen to the squid one i don't know if i've listened to the squid one i'm about to have the best saturday night it was it was before i i i listened to it on the way to uh hog shoot this year (laughs) so so. cool oh and then i guess uh tiny homes tiny homes yeah yeah or tiny houses that's kind of i I mean that's kind of related to the music though because i want a tiny mobile home to be able to just be on the road like i was playing music all the time all right but i'm also a carpenter's daughter and like always loved building stuff and really that's something that i really love to do and love to work with my dad as often as possible and learn from him in those ways um cool. but he just doesn't often really need my unskilled unrefined not unskilled but unrefined skills i'm more i've more of just been his like carpenter grunt for a couple of summers but I grew up with it and he always would like draw up drafts with me on like my dream tree house and my like all stuff like that so i've always been doing it and now i can kind of put that skill into practicality and be like okay like what do i need to learn to do and and Mm. understand how do i build a composting toilet how do i Uh, work electricity how do i save to buy a trailer buy a van buy a truck i don't know Mm, mm. i just want to bring my dog you know so i'm geeking out and and buying books online and 
trying to understand off-grid living and stuff like that. So. Thank you for coming in and telling me about your song, Nobody's Dream Girl. And yeah, thanks um, for having me. You know, your your new album is out, Still Asleep. People can find that on Bandcamp. And any any plans on making a physical copy or just... I do have just... a few physical copies left. I oh. made some for tour and then I didn't sell quite all of them, though most of them. And they're handmade. Yeah, so I, I do have those. Um, there'll be more available and I have a bunch of merch left over from tour. So I have a bunch of stuff about the album available for sale uh, through the, not necessarily through the band camp, but um, at shows at, cool. on the band camp, you can buy the CD or buy the, just the download either way. Thank you for coming and uh, spending some time and telling me all about your song. Yeah, thanks for the chocolate. And- For listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Kenna May reminding you great music is out there. Go find it where you live. You almost have an NPR voice. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Blue Studio. South Beaker. On the inside.